Hey guys, Eric here. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. Before we tune in to the details today, I have one little favor I'd like to ask you. Are you listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify? If you are, and if you haven't done it already, it would be so helpful to Anita and I if you could leave a five-star review. It could just be putting five stars or even writing down something that you really enjoyed and learned from the episodes that you've heard so far. This kind of help would really improve our ability to give you better content and also to help other people find out about Taiwanica. So if you wouldn't mind taking just a few moments to do that, if you haven't already, we would greatly appreciate it. Thank you so much. And we really hope you enjoy today's episode. Yeah, and it's supposed to be. Oh, we, I've been to one. I went to the one for with another woman, my mother, <laughs> and she had no idea. By the way, that I was taking her to that island, and she's like, "Where are we going?" We went on these really small trains in the middle of Japan. She's like, "I don't know where we're going. Where are you taking me?" So <laughs> you're gonna love it. This is episode fifty-five, talking about Japan. Why is it so good? So good. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Taiwanica. My name is Anita. I'm one of the hosts on Taiwanica, and today we have another person who is Japan addict. His name is Eric. Hello, everybody. Dajahao, <laughs> konnichiwa. My name is Eric, and I am the other host here on Taiwanica Podcast. Happy to be here again for another wonderful episode, and this is one that I am particularly fond of. Yes, I'm so excited about it, and I know that Anita is also very excited about it because we have traveled there together quite a few times. Quite a few times, yeah. Why is Eric an a Japan addict? We will get to that in details later, but first. Before we talk about anything about Japan, I would like to have a shout out today. Okay, who should you shout out to? She's my student. I consider her as my friend. She's great. She has a daughter. Very cute. They have the same hairstyle. Excellent. Extra cute. Her name is Jessie. Jessie. Why do I shout out Jessie? Because she has been traveled to Japan so many times. She's probably Japanese now. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> like she, I think she traveled to Japan already two times, like a couple months ago. Wow. And like. Between those two trips, it was like just a few weeks apart. I think. Oh my god! First time was in Okinawa. The second time was in Fukuoka. Nice. And she's going to Fukuoka again. That's amazing. <laughs> with the family. <laughs> wow, I really love Fukuoka. <laughs> yeah, she gave she gave me the the idea of having an episode talking about Japan because you know people start traveling and Japan is our top one. I mean, for Taiwanese people to go to you. So. Is that right? Yeah, we love to go to Japan. So before we dive too deep into that, I just want to give a little outline of what we're going to be talking about today. And one of the things is Anita, what she just mentioned is basically like Taiwan and Japan. What's going on there? Why is there such a passionate relationship between you two countries? And then the next thing we're going to talk about is Anita's point of view of Japan because she's been there quite a few times, like we just mentioned. Sometimes with me, sometimes without me. And but she went with her family. And then she really wants me to share my experience. So I'm going to also, I guess, 
bore all of you people with my points of view on japan and then after that we're going to talk about our points of view together super awkward and romantic style hope and you the enjoy last、that. part sorry sorry about i was just got too excited the last part is so great、oh, that one is a surprise, <laughs> a surprise、yes. you have to w- listen to the whole episode to find out what、oh、the last、God. thing is i'm not too excited about it <laughs> i'm so excited so、it's、you know it has to do something with me <laughs> bears、so. eric those always make me so excited So enjoy. <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and dive on in. Anita, you're going to be taking the lead on this part. What、okay. is going on between you and you? You are <laughs> Taiwan, by the way. <laughs> Taiwan and Japan. Like, what is this? Like a romantic relationship that was like really hot and passionate in the early years, but then it's kind of like withered out, or is it still on? I don't know. Why is Taiwan and Japan just like so close? That's a really good question, and I think it's more than just romantic relationship. We're more like a family now. I think because of our history, we share a very special history. I mean, Japan and Taiwan. You know, a long time ago when the, you know Taiwan was like chaotic time. You know, a lot of people would just come to Taiwan and take over. And another new one, new group of people come from different country, take over again. Well, before you just say another, 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 let's do a little history round. Oh my god! Let's go. Please don't do this. Ne- Netherlands, Spain. <laughs> <laughs> Portugal was there to name it Formosa. Oh, you know that. And then there was China for a second, and then there was Japan, and then there was China again. Yeah. So, and, and then there was Taiwan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was easy.、Yeah. <laughs> I know my history. Good job. Good job. So,、right. yeah, that's right. Taiwan colonized by Japan for quite a bit. So, like you know, it's kind of like Taiwanese people before, like Eric just mentioned, was colonized by many so so many different countries, and we are kind of like don't know where to follow. I don't know. I don't know. And until Japan showed up, da 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 da. I like you. I follow you. That's right. So Japan was like. Giving Taiwanese people but tons of rules like how to be a decent citizen, you know, like how to clean your body, how to learn languages, how to do manner, you know, sort of kind of thing. So it's like I would say probably like two generations back, like my grandparents' generation, they probably have like love and hate. Relationship. I mean, Taiwan and Japan, because you know they brought us a lot of rules and and guidance, but also the the way of ruling people famous for like being cruel and you know like aggressive. But that's you know happened in the history. But since then, like people started to grow up the relationship, like having this. Worship kind of feeling towards Japan because Japan always creates something so beautiful, like the clothes, temples in Taiwan, and some buildings and food. Don't even mention about like you know. Right now we have so many fusion like Taiwanese food and then Japanese food like everywhere, sushi, ramen, those kind of things. And at that time, like two generations back, traveling around wasn't so easy. But you know, when when it gets easier, like more and more airlines are flying around. Of course, they're gonna start with the the, the country that's closer, right? So for for the Japanese government, they ruled Taiwan for a little bit and they left, right? So we're kind of like,、mm, what is happening? You know, we kind of have this bond, but all of a sudden it changed and. Japan leave us tons of beautiful things and ideas and thoughts, but we just kind of like departed in our life. We always have this kind of like desire to see what is more about Japan. So it's kind of like you know slowly to growing. 
in our mind, just oh, Japan used to rule Taiwan, and the things they left us was so beautiful. I wonder what they looks like. What does it look like in Japan? So when there's more airline happening, you know, like I mentioned, there will be like the airlines go to the the country that's close by. So of course, Japan is the first one. So like people started to go travel there, and I think that's. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard definitely heard a Japanese friend say that that because of older generation, they feel guilty about what they did to Taiwan or what they did for World War Two. So they are extremely friendly to Taiwanese people, and you know, so it's kind of like we have a, always have a special treat. They like us. They like Jap. They like Taiwanese tourists in in Japan. So they will be like extra nice to us. We were there. We we were treated like a. King or queen? Of course, we're gonna go there more often, and that's I think that's where the the relationships start to grow. And Taiwanese people are also really friendly about helping other countries. It's also very famous. So when the two recent natural disasters happened in Japan, like what is that thing called? The earthquake、mm. in Fudao. I don't know how to say in it. In Fukushima. Fukushima. Yeah. So like earthquake or tsunami, Taiwanese people are like you know donate a lot of money and things to them. So they will be like super grateful. Yeah. Like、um, even during COVID, one of the thing, first countries to really help out Japan was Taiwan with masks. Yes. And sadly, long time not long time ago. Not long ago, the prime minister is he the prime minister Abe? Yeah, Abe. Yeah, he was got shot, right? And in Taiwan, the newspaper we have a full page for like you know saying thank you to this prime minister in Japanese. So it shows like we do have a really a close bond between the those two countries. Well, very interesting. Yeah, I, I mean, this is stuff that you hear when you're there in Taiwan, but when you're in Japan and you ask people about Taiwan, you know, most people say, "Oh, it's definitely like a really good place to go visit." But the the deeper relationship explanation is really there. And、mm-hmm. so when I went to Taiwan and I heard about all this Japanese stuff being there, I was really shocked because yeah,、mm-hmm. yeah, because when I lived in Japan, Taiwan was never really a subject that popped up. So I always thought, oh, it's really interesting how passionate Taiwan is towards Japan, and it's really obvious, but it's not necessarily the other way around. You know, if you talk to Japanese people about Taiwan, they'll say, oh, Taiwan is a good country. You know, they'll say this like Taiwan Ine, and I'll be like, oh, okay, okay, cool. But they never really got any deeper into the conversation about it as to why it was a really cool country. So I just think it's really interesting how the relationship is built a little bit different in each country. Do you think it's possible? Like I mentioned, the reason before they feel guilty, so they feel shame. They don't want it to mention the deeper meaning why they're treating us so nice. On a political level, that might be the case,、yeah. but when it comes to a civilian level, I would say that they probably just don't even know、uh-huh. because it's not even inside their like education system. Is it not? Maybe in the history of it, like、uh-huh. because most of the things that com- countries like to celebrate in history is the victories, okay,、yeah. and the things that they gain, yeah, okay, not the things that they lost. Unless it's something really heroic, but losing in World War Two was not a heroic thing、I、for、see. Japan. So、uh, you know they probably haven't really expressed a lot about it. I see. I you see, see what I'm saying?、Mm-hmm. So because of that, and that's going into my background of me knowing a lot about Japan, and we don't need to get into that just yet. I really want to know about your opinion about Japan,、oh. Anita.、Oh, what is going on with your perspective as a Taiwanese and someone who's traveled the world? What is about Japan that you like? 
And also, what is another part about Japan that shocks you and makes you think, wow, Japan really is different from every other country you've been to? That's a really good question. I, I think Jap- Japan is a very special country. Like, my first impression that when I first time came there, it was some time ago. I don't remember what. When, but I was there with my parents to Osaka in Kyoto. When I was in Osaka, you know, people are just, you know, just like big city, but people are just extremely polite.、Mm. It's like so polite makes you feel uncomfortable because I, I guess because I don't speak the language, it's kind of made me feel like, oh my God, I don't know what to say back. I don't know how to show them my gratitude, you know. It's just like, oh my God, stop being so polite. <laughs> You're making me <laughs> so uncomfortable. But, you know, that's just who they are. So they, they are super polite and everything that you eat, everything that you put into your mouth is delicious. I don't know how they do that. Just everything, you know, even the fried chicken from Lawson. Especially the fried chicken from Lawson, the,、uh-huh. the convenience store in Japan. Just so good. And people just so polite and everything just so well organized. And, you know, Osaka has already shocked me because I went there first for like two, three days. And then my parents and I, we moved to Kyoto.、Mm. Yeah, so it's like more like a traditional town. It's a city, city in Japan. That's right. Yeah, so like everything just so beautiful. Just so beautiful. I don't know, like, how can they preserve this so well? Like, historical buildings, everything just so well. And we're just so shocked. And, and I remember that time I booked the hostel from Airbnb. And, you know, Airbnb usually are the, the person who have a house and have like extra room or something.、Mm. And then they put it on the list. So that's what I found the, the B&B. And it was like in this tiny little air, you know, alley. We just, I can't find it. And everybody just don't speak English at all in,、mm. in, in Kyoto. So I'm trying to ask people, you know, I show them the name of the, the B&B and I show them the address. So I remember the first time I asked a mom. So she just literally walked us to like the, you know, just walk, help us to try to find the B&B. Wow. And we went to this very, very like, So old, like a little old town. People live there, old ladies. <laughs> and finally, one old lady just came up and they said, Oh, it seems like he, she said she, she understands, she knows the place.、Hmm. So she took us there. And of course, they, the whole conversation is Japanese. And you just say, Oh my God, you guys are so nice, but I don't know what to say. I just have to bow all the time. You、mm. know, that's,、mm. I think that's my, <laughs> my language, you know, body language.、Mm. So, yeah, there w a s like super nice. People are just so friendly. So, so far, my experience are all pretty much the same. Like, people are super friendly, polite, willing to help, everything delicious, everything so beautiful. That's my impression. I think that's pretty much everybody's impression about Japan. And the part that surprised me、mm. was the crazy, like how crazy they can be. We'll be right back. I really like journaling, but I always end up in no time or cannot find a journal that I really like. So I was like, hey, let me create one. So here it is a self help journal created and designed by Anita. Inside the book, I provide very simple and easy to follow template. For example, in the morning, to do list. In the evening, gratitude practice. So you can use a very little time to start this healthy habit. Go ahead and check it out in our description down below or go to our buymeacoffee.com.
What do you What do you mean by crazy? I think I heard it from my my parents. They went to Japan way before I did, so they they went there with a with a you know tour. So they had like a tour guide, and tour guide says, "You look at Japanese people; they are just so friendly and polite all the time. But actually, sometimes in private, they are kind of have like crazy side of them, like extremely alcoholic, or they might look very dressed up when they are going out. But maybe their house is really dirty or something、mm. like that." I was like, "Huh? I've never heard of it until." I went to Japan, and you know, I think in the previous episode, like how we met, how Eric and I met through Tinder. So at that time, I happened to play Tinder. So I was like, "That's you know, let me find some friends." Air, Air quotes, quotes. <laughs> in Japan, and you know, the guy was very direct. I was so shocked. You guys got me so scared. I was like, "Oh hell no, I'm not gonna go out and see you." Like in the very direct. The sexual way, like I was so shocked, and that's the part that surprised me. And the other time that surprised me was when we were in Fukuoka,、mm. Eric and I, and that was nighttime. I think it was Friday night,、mm. and we were just hanging out outside. And there were a bunch of people. There are looks like a off office worker.、Mm. Yeah, remember. They were like super drunk,、hmm. and they were just like lying on the floor、hmm. outside of the train station,、mm-hmm. you know. And the people seems pretty normal to see this happen. Yep. I was like, "What is this? This is so crazy!" And、mm-hmm. they were literally just like out. Yep. Blacked out, drunk. Yes. Completely smashed. Yes. Yep. That's the part that surprised me. Okay. Well, that's definitely a good perspective. <laughs> a culture shock of Japan. That culture super shock. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> so these are all very great points of view. Thank you so much for sharing, Anita. I think it gives a, a very clear perspective of what is commonly known for Japan,、mm-hmm. and not only that, but giving us a good culture shock that a lot of people don't necessarily expect to see inside of Japan until they actually go there. And witness not only what they see on TV or on anime, but they actually see in real life, and it's a it's quite shocking. The Japanese society has a lot of beautiful sides, but also、mm. a lot of dark sides. And so, I guess I'll be happy to chime in. Please do on my point of view. So, before I do, just so everyone knows, my background is very rich with Japanese history and culture and education. That's because I went to an immersion school at a very young age, kind of similar to what a lot of Taiwanese people do in Taiwan. They go to an English learning class or whatever. Like、uh, in- international, like so. Yeah, like、mm-hmm. that from a very young age.、Mm-hmm. You know, in Taiwan, it's like as early as kindergarten or earlier than that these days.、Mm-hmm. So I went to something similar in the United States, but for Japanese, and I was one of the very few. Don't. If you're listening to this, don't think that it's very common in the United States to do this. I think there's a total of three, maybe five schools, and throughout the entire United States that does this. And I went to one of them. Okay. Wow. Yes. And so my school starts teaching you Japanese from kindergarten, and so because of that, I basically grew up as partly Japanese and in school. 
outside of school, it, that was not the case. But because of the education system, I have a very Asian twist to my、mm. my way of learning. So because of that, a lot of the things that I know about Japan are very normal for me. So when I hear Anita talking about drunk people in the train station, that doesn't cause me any shock at all because I've seen it so many times. But for me today, I want to share with you all my perspective of Japan. So for me personally, I think Japan is a wonderful country. It has a lot of great perks, convenience, speed. You know, if you need anything, you can get it in Japan.、Mm-hmm. Want to try anything, whether it's a video game <laughs> or an entertainment of some type, or、uh, you know, if you want to go see a movie inside of a, a little pod, or you want to get a cuddle from a lady that you've never met before, <laughs> or. <laughs> you want to try、Special. some exotic fish like puffer fish raw, you know, or you want to see a sumo wrestle, or do you want to take a photo with a geisha? You know, there's、mm. everything possible in Japan, and you know, it's just a beautiful place to go visit if you want to see it as on a tourist level. Okay, on a tourist level, it's wonderful. There's just so much for you to do that you literally could go there a hundred times and you still would have things to do the next time, the hundred and one time.、Mm-hmm. Okay, and especially in Tokyo. Anita's never been to Tokyo, and I've always wanted to take her there because it's just so much stuff. Yeah, it's just also crazy though. It, it is. It's a roller coaster, and so because of that, you know, I I think if you are considering Japan as your next stop, definitely take these into consideration. And I will also be putting a link, like a list in the description below of some of my favorite restaurants and stuff like that for you to check out. So definitely look at that. But right now. Just want to share some of my favorite places in Japan that I think a lot of people would never consider going to. So one of the things that I really love about Japan is that there are not only big cities, but there's also lots of natural scenes. And a lot of people, when they go travel to Japan for the first like five or six times, they always go to big cities like Osaka, Tokyo, Kyoto, and these are great. But you're missing out on a ton of stuff. So one of the biggest things that I think would be great for you to explore is to be able to go check out places like there's a place called Nara, and that's a place that has a bunch of deer. <laughs> and Anita has been there before, and basically you have a bunch of they deer. They chew my purse. Yeah, they attack you for food. <laughs> and I've seen them attack children. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so don't be don't bring your children. It's not kids friendly. <laughs> yeah. So, but it, what you do though is that you offer them food. They're supposed to bow. Okay. So really. Yeah, yeah. They're supposed to bow. Yeah, so you you bow to it <laughs>、oh, with、see. the food. It will bow back, and then you feed it. That's, that's so like cool. The, that's like the sequence. So if you want to try that, you can go ahead and try it. It's a. It's just called Deer Temple. You can look it up on your Google, Google. map. Yeah, <laughs> I think Nara is also one of the top. Places people go to in、really? Taiwan, yeah, like Osaka, Nara, and Kyoto. Oh, really? But、um, we, we we definitely didn't know that you could bow to the deer. You could bow to a deer. <laughs> no、so、bow、cool. back. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. And then so places that are less common or less commonly known, I guess I should say that you should definitely check out is Hiroshima. Hiroshima is famous for、oh. the atomic explosion during、mm. the World War, but that's basically all it's famous for. But if you go there, you can see some really cool places. Like one of the most famous places is called Miyajima, and Miyajima is um if you are familiar with the Japanese word tori, it's just the big red thing, the bridge that you can see. It's called Niaoju. Oh, okay, there you go. And so that is in the biggest one is in. 
Hiroshima, and it's on its own little island. And I need, I took Anita there. You took me there. Yeah, yeah. my memory just came back. I was like, oh. Yep, yep. And so this is a really wonderful place to go because you could see something that all Japanese people, when they're young, are told you have to go to at least once. It's kind of like the bucket list in Japan. That's cool. Yeah. So it, if you have any extra journeys that you want to do outside of city life, that would be a really good one. I remember the place is really beautiful. Mm. Like shockingly beautiful. I mm. love the place. And the best thing is. That it's different every season. So if you go during the winter, there will be snow. If there, if you go during the fall, which is my me- biggest recommendation, you can see momiji, and in English, that's just like the red leaf, maple leaf trees, because all around the place of Miyajima is those trees, and so all you'll see is just pure red around this tori or this what do you call it? Niao niao niaoju. Uh, and they also have really good desserts that are in the shape of a maple leaf. Which, oh my goodness! <laughs> yes, it's super great. But there's one more place, and it's actually a couple of places combined into one that I want to recommend today. And that is in Japan, there are a lot of islands, and a lot of them are not inhabited by people, but they are inhabited by something else. And some of them are inhabited by animals, and some of those animals are bunnies. Foxes and cats. So I think cute. there's also dogs. But, oh my god! But yeah, these these are really fun little islands that most people have maybe heard of, but they're not too sure how to get to. It's really easy. Just take a train and f- well, find on your Google Map first, you know, and then take a train in Japan. They have all the routes inside of Google Maps to take you there, and you just go over there, fo- follow the signs. They either have bunnies, foxes, cats, or dogs <laughs> on them, and then you can basically ride a little boat and you'll go onto an island and ta-da! There's animals everywhere. Yeah, I haven't taken Anita to one of those yet, but I've been meaning to take her there. And very excited. Yeah, and it's supposed to be. Oh, wait, I've been to one. I went to the one for with another woman. My mother, <laughs> and she had no idea, by the way, that I was taking her to that island. And she's like, "Where are we going?" We went on these really small trains in the middle of Japan. She's like, "I don't know where we're going. Where are you taking me?" Says, so "You're gonna love it." It's like, "Are you sure?" It's like, "Yeah, okay." So we just keep going, going, and she didn't realize that the closer we got to bunny island the more signs of bunnies around us there were <laughs> she didn't, she didn't notice there were so many bunnies so i was just like me and so we just get closer and closer and we go into the store and i buy little carrots and celery she's like why are you buying carrots and celery it's like you'll find out okay and then finally right before we get on the boat there's just a giant bunny in front of the boat and it's just impossible like, to avoid. avoid and she's like why is there a giant bunny it's like oh <laughs> and you'll find out but there's a big video that was telling him about bunny island so it's like oh my god are we going to an island full of bunnies i was like yep and so she had a great time it was so much fun and just an unforgettable experience these are the fun little things that you can do when you're in japan so that's from my traveling point of view now cultural shock point of view i want to share just one little thing about japan is something that anita just brought up and i'm going to get a little bit deeper into it so japanese people when you meet them and they are they're not your friend they're kind of like a stranger on the street or whatever they are more than happy to be helpful friendly and open with you but there is a reason behind that inside of japanese culture there are two very important words when japanese people are growing up and they learn these two words very well so that when they are building relationships with people they use either one of these so i'm going to explain both of them now the first one is called tatemae and that in chinese is called jian qian so jian like uh dalo like 
嗯嗯，那个剑 ，OK，、嗯、and then my 就是前面的前 ，OK， 呃 ，OK， and then the other one is hone， and then this in Chinese is called 本音 ，so like 本人的本 ，and then、嗯、like 录音的音 ，OK， so these two words represent how someone expresses themselves to someone else. So if I use tate my the first one I mentioned, this is them. Presenting society standards,、mm. okay. But then, second one is representing them personally, okay.、Mm. So if we talk about Tante Maya, the first one, they're gonna be like that classic Japanese that you see anywhere on TV, anywhere in movies,、mm. and anywhere, anywhere. You know,、mm-hmm. if you go to Japan, they're like, "Yeah, that's him, isn't it?" Because I hear those. And they're showing this personality too, because that's society society's acceptance. Okay,、Ooh. if you don't represent this, then you are not ex- being accepted by society. Oh my goodness! So this is why it's called. This is what's built up in front of you. Yeah, Chen Mian, right? So most people in Japan don't know how to separate the two. Okay, so usually what that means is that when they do this, they always do the first one, the tate mai.、Hmm. Now let's talk about the other one, the hone. This is their true voice. Okay, this is where things like going out and getting drunk with your coworkers、Ooh. every week is really important for building relationships because when they get drunk, somehow the tate mai gets put down.、Yeah. Okay, like the wall is down now. And so the, now that the wall is down, the hone, like the true voice, is coming、Start、out. Starting to show up. Yeah, starting to show up. They're being who they really are. They're having a great time. You know, they're being themselves.、And、this is why in society, going out to drink with your coworkers at the end of every work shift is almost mandatory in some companies because this is the only way for you to get the hone, the natural part of themselves out. So this is a really interesting phenomenon that you do not see in any other country. That's true. Yeah, and so one of the things is though is that, like I mentioned, is that people go to so extremes that they never talk about their hone, <laughs> and they never do their second one. And、oh、so what、God. happens? You get these really messy houses. You、oh. get these really crazy activities that they do.、Oh. You know, they do really risky things.、Mm. You know, with their bodies or you know stuff like that, or gamble a lot. You、mm-hmm. know, because they never have a way to express who they really are. Oh、and this is a big problem in Japanese society,、so、and that's why you get a lot of really depressing books and novels、mm. and stuff like that, and movies and like emo stuff, and all this stuff really starts to come out. Or、mm. why people don't have children in Japan,、mm. or why is the society getting older and older but there's no new babies around? You know, it's just、mm. it's just a huge problem in in Japan, not United States. United States, we love babies, but in Japan, this is a huge issue. So this is just one of the. Tips of the iceberg of my studies of Japan. Wow! But since you brought it up, I decided to share that today. Thank you so much for sharing. That's really great. Thank you very much for sharing. It's very insightful. I think they also like don't like the two words you just say. Most of the time, they don't really talk about who they really are, right? Like it's really, really, really hard to see who they really are. Like from the personal level, so that's absolutely right. Right. Wow. And the only people who really know how to express this are people who either are aware of this issue or people who have traveled around the world、mm. and like actually been experienced to different cultures,、mm-hmm. or their teachers themselves, and they actually, like I said, are exposed to this kind of knowledge. But general Japanese people are not aware of these two words,、mm. and so because、wow. of that, they all just kind of get this impression that if I'm a good Japanese. I will always. 
tatemaya, the first word I said. Mm. But then the only way that they feel like they can be themselves is with those extremes. So oh, it's a it's a really scary situation that I think Japanese people are still trying to figure out how to handle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing. No, absolutely. And so, like I mentioned, that this is just one thing that I know about it. And knowing Japanese, I've learned that the ex- being accepted in a Japanese society is really difficult as it is. I mean, not only for Japanese people, for foreigners, it's like even harder. You know, it's yeah. you can go into Japan, you can work your butt off, you can devote yourself to that country, but you will always have this like the considered outsider mm. persona. And yeah. it's a really hard thing to swallow uh, mm. because you have to accept that no matter what, Japanese people have a standard that's so high that very few people, including Japanese people, people, are capable of meeting. So uh, it's, it's a beautiful country to visit. But just me personally, I w- don't want to live there ever again. You're so dark. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just representing <laughs> Japan. Just kidding. Yeah, I mean, but yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that's really good. No, but, you know, I lived in Japan for yeah. two and a half years. I lived in Tokyo for six months. I lived in Shimane, which is a very small place in, in no Japan. No one land. Yeah, no one land. More rice fields than there are people <laughs> land. And it was a beautiful place. And the people there were so friendly. And I loved my job. I met lots of kids. And I was one of the only foreigners in the whole entire town. There was only three foreigners there. And there were 2,000 people in the whole town. So everyone saw me. And they're like, hey. Hey, Kaiji. Kaiji, why go red? Why? I, I teach you all the time. I, I know <laughs> you. I know your brother. I know your mother works at the grocery store, okay? I, it's like, I know literally the whole family. So much so that they, they take me. You. They They say, hey, why go red? I'm just like, you know my name. I know your name. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it's, it's a really interesting situation. And, you know, people are going to be accepting and loving, but there's always like that. Barrier. Barrier, right, mm-hmm. exactly. And so it's something that you just have to come and grow and accept and, you know, not care about it. And so, yeah, Japan is a wonderful place. Mm. If you do decide to want to go farther than doing tourism there and actually want to go there to study or travel or, mm-hmm. I mean, live there, do it. I mean, you'll definitely have so much culture shock that you'll be like, who am I? You know, <laughs> Because I left Japan and moved to Taiwan. I was like, I don't even know who I am anymore because oh like, I felt like a completely different person. Oh. I was so japanese wow. You know, I was like being so passive Pol- yeah. and polite yeah. all the time. Anita mm-hmm. can tell you, it's just, that was just so kind to mm-hmm. everybody around me. And I was just like, but at the same time, I was like, I don't know why I'm doing it. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. Yeah. So. What did Japan do to you? Yeah, well, it's a very interesting place. And so, yeah, it also has a lot of fun things. Okay, so now we're going to share something special. Exclusive. About us. Oh. Are you going to share the things I wanted to share? I don't know. I don't know. Are we, going- <laughs> this, we haven't prepped for this part, so this is going to be a surprise for us as well. So one of the things that I really wanted to share about Japan with Anita and I is our trip to Osaka together. Um, Yes, it's the same. Oh, it is? Yeah. Okay, well, then I'll let you say that because it's super (laughs) cheesy and corny. Oh, my goodness. But before you do, since I'm on the roll, I'm going to go ahead and say mine, a different one. And that is going to Kyoto. Oh, okay. okay, and also going to the land of nowhere where I used to live. Oh okay, so first is Kyoto. A lot of people who go to Japan always say, yeah, let's go to Kyoto. Let's go to Jingdu. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's great. 
Hold on there, buddy. So there are certain <laughs> things about Kyoto that you really should know before you go. Okay,、uh, if you're a lady and you want to go to Kyoto, you have to try wearing a kimono、oh. when you're there. How do you say kimono? Kimono. In in Chinese. Oh, sorry. Hefu. <laughs> Hefu. Okay. So、oh, that makes sense. Japanese clothes. Okay. So definitely try it. But but this is the key. If you try kimono, do not wear it for a whole day. You、Why? will die. Okay. <laughs> It's just too tight and too intense. Oh. Okay. They'll ask you, "Do you want to wear it for a day?" Yeah. You want to do it? It's this price. Just ask them. Can I just wear it for like four or five hours?、Mm-hmm. And they'll say, "Oh, okay, sure." Oh, okay. So you'll save money. And you will save torture because there are some people that will like Americans who don't know at all. They'll like go in there. They like you want to rent it for a week. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh yeah, sure, I can wear a kimono for a week. And I'm like, do you know how tight those things are? Oh my goodness, the I don't. The fabric is so thick.、Ooh. Oh my god, it's like when it was winter, winter. You know, like back in the day where there was actually snow and cold、yeah. and bears. You know. <laughs> It's not like that anymore. Okay, <laughs> so if you go into summer, definitely don't wear it for more than like two hours. You、oh, will、God. regret it. Okay? okay, so that's tip number one about Kyoto. Okay, tip number two: you have to try udon in Kyoto.、Oh. Okay, udon, oolong mian. I know this one because it's just that good. All right, so if you go to Kyoto, just find any oolong mian or udon noodles you, you can. They are amazing. Okay. Wow. And now, since we're talking about food, I have one more food I want to recommend. There is a very famous temple called in Japanese Kyomizudera, and Kyomizudera in English is the same. So I can't, I don't know what it is in Chinese, but basically, it's the biggest temple in Kyoto. Okay, it's on a really big hill. And while, what is it? Qingshuisi. Yes, that's what it is. Nice job. Yeah. Okay, so if you're while you're walking up the hill to Qingshuisi,、mm-hmm. uh, you will see stores left and right all the way up. But there is one specific store that has a pastry, like a little dessert that is in the shape of a triangle. Inside there, they have samples throughout the whole entire store. Go in there, eat all the samples, <laughs> buy a box. You won't regret it. I swear to God, they are just amazing. It's Kyoto's like they call it their famous food. Yeah, meibutsu,、oh. um, and mingwu ma. Yeah. yeah, like mingchan, mingchan. Yeah, mingchan. Yeah,、mm. so. Definitely try it out. It's phenomenal, especially、oh、if you like sugar, like me. Oh my god! <laughs> okay, all right. So that's that's my recommendation for the traveling part is、mm-hmm. Kyoto and yeah. So. Mm-hmm. so for me, I would like to share that it's actually I learned it. I learned this from one of my students. She said that you can get it's like a tiny little manual book. They call it a passport, but basically this passport is for all the temples.、Mm. You know, all the temple. You know, Japan was covered in. Temples, so every temple they will have like special stamp. You can get this book, and you can literally just give it to the like the information desk of every temple. They will just give you this special stamp from this special temple, and that's not the cool part. The the those stamps they will also change. Based on the seasons, like for example, springtime is like a sakura season, and they will change the design of that stamp. And each year might be a different design, so it's like super cool. And if you like to collect stamps, this is the things that you can get. You can get it from airports or any kind of temple. You just tell them that they have a name. I will look it up again and put it on Instagram. I'll let you know what the name is, the exact name is. But basically, it's like a tiny little book. 
You can get it from any temples and just collect stamps. They're really cool looking mm-hmm. and very unique and big. Yes. So you will definitely <gasps> like them because they make great souvenirs. Yeah, very good. Yeah, it's a great example. Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. So I forgot to mention about where I lived in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and and in, in Japanese, it's called Shimane. And in Chinese, it's called Daogun. You don't need to remember that. You don't. Okay. But the whole point is, is that where I lived, was a really far away where even Japanese people don't know what it's called. It's actually famous in Japan for being the most forgettable place <laughs> in the country. And so if you ask a Japanese person, for example, who's from Tokyo, and they, and they say, oh, where do you live? I say, oh, I'm from Shimane. And they'll be like, Shimane? What is that? <laughs> Are you messing with me right now? Is What? <laughs> okay, so they're serious, too. They, don't, they really don't know. And so we, I pull out a map, and I show them. They're like, oh, they're really close to Hiroshima. It's <laughs> <Just> like, yes, <laughs> that's right. So Shimane has, they're not famous for very much. There's only two things that they're famous for they're famous for their japanese sake and they're famous for this one temple that we're <laughs> one, one temple, temple. <laughs> one temple yeah it's a really pretty temple all the ghosts go there during oh the ghost month yeah but anyways it's... definitely not the place that you should go because well, i've been there for a week yeah not literally right. traumatized me all right well <laughs> If you want to experience real Japanese culture, you can go there for a week. But just so you know, real Japanese culture is pretty, pretty intense. Okay, so you have to be ready for that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, it's a really pretty place. And the countryside of Japan is gorgeous. Just Keep in mind that if you do drive, there will be wild animals everywhere. I'm talking. What is this place? I'm talking about like monkeys. I'm talking like wild boar. I'm talking like bears. Oh, my goodness. My friend who lived there, the only other of the three foreigners living in that place, was driving her tiny little car. And in Japan, their cars are teeny tiny little things. And they're made out of, like, paper or something. (laughs) But anyways, they're so flimsy. And she was driving in the middle of the day up a hill and all of a sudden there was this giant boar and if you don't know what a boar is it's just a giant pig okay a giant yeah exactly and a boar was just in the middle of the street and it saw her car oh my god and it it thought it was another boar and so it attacked her and completely destroyed her car just (laughs) just completely and my friend is this tiny little girl so she's just like ah like driving backwards as fast as she can which is really hard because all the roads in the middle of nowhere are really swervy and they're not straight at all and so she's just like swerve 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 cock, cock, cock. Like i'm surprised that she made it out alive because those things are intense oh her God. car got completely destroyed oh, and insurance doesn't cover that they're like you, they, she called and she told the truth he's like yeah i got attacked by a wild boar and like the person on the other lines <laughs> of course they're not they're japanese so they're just like oh so this guy <laughs> you don't get any money for that so she had to pay all out of pocket for all oh my god yeah anyways experiences in japan are fun (laughs) (laughs) but yeah if you really like drinking you can go out there because they have really fresh japanese sake that's good that's good to know yep so that was the fun part yeah i've been waiting for this oh boy so what's gonna happen now eric is going to sing 
a very authentic Japanese song, which is my favorite song. <laughs> because just because I think it's cute. Oh boy. So here we go. You're gonna love it. Like I said, I used to go to an elementary school and we had to learn these like every day, kind of like the national anthem in the United States. <laughs> uh, so they would pull out these big old papers and be like, All right, height say no and then we have to start singing the song. Na 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 This is so embarrassing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we're gonna do that right now. Here so you do, you do the height say no and I'll start. Okay. 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 <clears throat> okay ready? Hi. Say no. Banana ga ipon arimashita. Aoi minami no sora roshita. Kodomo futurite soriato. Banana ga surunde tondetta. Banana o doko ni itta kana. Banana 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 nan. Ine. <laughs> Isn't it just so cute? I remember this one time we went to karaoke. Yep. Uh, in Taiwan with my friends, and the first first song that Eric sang it was uh, it was another Japanese weird song. Yeah, there's just a lot of weird Japanese uh, yeah, songs. Yeah, just like just, so I think funny. it was just like the alphabet in Japanese. Yeah, like I U E O. Yeah, so something like that. Yeah, it was yeah. just really crazy. Yeah. Mana mana. <laughs> <laughs> My friends are entertained for this for sure. They'll never forget it. That was the whole point. You remember Eric when he did the A I U E O song? Sukoi. <laughs> so crazy. Tomongde. Tomongde. Yeah. yeah. All right. Fun. Yeah. Well, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, please share it, like it, tell your friends on Facebook about it, talk to us on Instagram and buymeacoffee.com forward slash Taiwanica. That's right. Well, we'll see you. Next time. Next time. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for tuning in to Taiwanica. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you in the next episode.